Hey there, welcome back to Alaris Classroom, presented by Alaris North America. We promote international knowledge and skills circulation by matching global leaders with emerging market organizations, and we are glad to have you today. Hey there, thanks for listening to Alaris Classroom. This is Camilla with our guest Alan Chen, who is the founder of Mail, a phone application on a mission to bring the world closer together in person. Alan Chen used to work for lots of top companies such as Cyberlink, Microsoft, Vivi, Xbox, and Amazon. After more than 15 years working experiments, he decided to develop Mail with his team. And today, let's hear his special story. Hi, Alan. Hi, everyone. Hi, thanks for having me. Great. Um, before we start our today's podcast, could you give all of our audience a quick introduction of yourself? Yeah, so uh, so I'm a founder of Mayo currently. Um, in the last 15 years, I've been working on design, uh, different aspects of design, ranging from visual to brand identity to marketing. Uh, 3D animations, uh, mostly you use experience though. So UX covers, you know, a right range of everything, right? Like prototyping to research to wireframing, visual designs, whatnot. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing for most of my career, most of my life, uh, all along having freelancing as well. Most of the time, well, I have a full time job. Yeah, so definitely, I think just nonstop working. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, when I looking into your LinkedIn profile, I I saw the last place you're working is for Amazon. And, you know, there's so many people, they're willing to jump into Amazon. They want to work for Amazon. But uh, what make you to decide to leave Amazon and then work with your own team? Yeah, I think um, I think it's just at a point in my career where, uh, well, one, I think I, I was a little bit over corporations because, you know, with corporations, of course, it's great conversation. You have a lot of resources. You have great teams, smart people. But uh, there's also a lot of things that comes with corporations right like the annual reviews the processes um you know the products you get to work on the impact you feel like you may be having sometimes um, i guess i hit a point where um the people i loved all started leaving it's pretty typical you know tech life cycle where every couple of years people want to switch teams people want to leave their jobs and get a new one so my whole team just happened to be uh fizzling out at the same time so i just decided well you know if i'm ever going to try something new I might as well try it now right give it a shot that way, I'm not left with wondering what if, what if, right? So I just decided to go and do it. So there's, there's never going to be a perfect timing or, or best day to do this. So yeah, I just decided to take the leap because my team was about to leave. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I really admire the attitude. It's like when you're thinking about something, you're trying to at least doing it. You just try it out. Like if you don't try, how are you going to know if it's going to work out or not? I, right. I personally, I'm like using my, whole 25 years to examine that um like i have so many different weird or unique thoughts all the time and I'm trying to <laughs> letting everything to happen you know like something they work well some they are not and when the things not work well maybe just learn the lesson and don't do it anymore or giving the advice to other people like don't do that it's not something gonna work out um right. yeah yeah so actually i'm also a mail user um even I have this app, but I never really like posting a help or provide the help to the people. Uh, I'm right. more just like browsing and looking into it. But I want to know more besides of your mission is bring the world closer together in person. Like um, why you want to start this app and like what is more about this app? 
Right. So, um, yeah, so I think some of it definitely comes, I think, culturally, right? Like being Asian as well, I think we more or less feel it more than the other people. So I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, uh, which is great. It was, you know, there was a lot of Asians there as well. Um, you know, Chinese, people from Hong Kong, Taiwan, Vietnamese, uh, whatnot. But after I graduated, I went back to Taiwan to work for about five years. Uh, during that time, also made a lot of business trips to Japan as well, right? Because mm-hmm. the company had a second headquarter there. Uh, yeah, so I love the environment. It's great. But also in Asia, um, I guess, for example, if, you, if you're in the U.S. or in Canada, you say to people on the street, hey, nice shirt. Most people will say thank you and you kind of move on. That's it, right? Yeah. But if you say the same thing to people in Asia, their first response is going to look at you and like step back and be like, why? Why did you Why did you say nice shirt? What do you want from me, right? They come yeah. from a more skeptical, like <laughs> concerning point of angle right away, right? So there's been a lot of times in Taiwan or Japan where I feel like, hey, definitely people can be super friendly. But they need the right context or the right circumstances, right? They need some sort of trigger for them to be super friendly. Otherwise, I guess, you know, um, culturally, Asians were taught to be more careful, doubt everything, and protect yourself, right? That's sort of, at least that's how I grew up, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I wanted to figure out ways to kind of get people over that over that barrier, I guess, like, or that sort of notion of um, doubting everything at first, right? Not everyone's yeah. out there to get you. Not everyone's out there to take advantage of you, right? And then especially, um, I think I went through a time where... Um, you know, iPhone started to come out. There's a lot of, you know, different technology emerging as well. I saw a trend where people are getting, you know, stuck to their screens more and more. And I don't see that going anywhere soon, right? It's going to be more screens. Mm-hmm. And then on top of more screens, now we've all got the headphones, AirPods, whatnot. So like your, your personal bubble is getting thicker and thicker, right? It's <laughs> yeah. hard to even tap on someone's shoulders and say, hey, can you watch my stuff while I go to the washroom in Starbucks, right? It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. You can look at them. They look like they're busy, even though they're probably just on Instagram. But you just say, well, screw it. I don't want to make them take off their earphones and say, huh? <laughs> right? Yeah. So you just kind of go about you doing your own thing. Right? So I wanted to figure out ways to essentially bring people closer together in that sense, right? Like, it doesn't mean you need to be friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. But I do believe in a world where you should be, if you should feel free or feel like it's okay to talk to people or ask for help or just have a conversation while you're waiting for your friend to come meet you at Starbucks, right? But today, when you're waiting for your friend, everyone's looking at their phone, so you just, you don't want to sit there like a boring person, so you pull up your phones and you pretend you're doing stuff, right? So many times I've seen people just swipe on their home screens, left and right, and not doing anything else. I'm just like, well, you don't have anything to do, then don't pull up your phone, put it away, right? But it's just this, I guess the way society functions, you don't want to feel like they're just sitting there doing nothing, right? (laughs) Yeah, so so I played with a few ideas to kind of see, hey, how can I create these moments for people that will actually bring them together in a non-dating way? Right, because mm-hmm. dating is dating, whether it's professional dating or it's you know Tinder dating, it's still dating. But I wanted to bring people together without knowing profiles or without understanding who you are first. There shouldn't be about that. There's yeah. a different need for that, but I'm not here to build something like that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree, and especially when I see the tab is like, uh, post for help or provide a help. Uh, I think. As my personality moving to the state when I was 18 years old by myself, uh, you know, during the time you're here alone. So there's some people around you will provide the help. And later on, when you grown up, you become more mature. Uh, you willing, you're willing to provide the help back to the society, want to help right. other people. So I definitely see that something that... Uh, I I kind of feel like nowadays we are missing a lot because people are trying to stay in their own small space and like don't bother me and I'm not gonna bother you as well. So you know I I that especially like in this middle of the pandemic, uh, even I think 
the help doesn't need to be something like in the real life. Just like check in with each other. That's definitely that's a help as well. Like, hey,、right. how you doing? Um, you have to know that I do care about you. I just want to check in with you. Do a virtual happy hour or something like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, as you mentioned that you've been working for、uh, lots of like big companies, even like corporate office. Ah,、uh, what's their office culture that you really like or you enjoy, and then,、uh, and now you are willing to bring it to your company. Right. Um. Yeah. So I think I've definitely been through quite a few different teams as well.、Mm-hmm. Um. But I will say, um. Definitely, I think at least from my experience, um, people and I myself really value transparency, right? And transparency not as in like just being honest or talking to people about you know feedbacks whatnot, but it's also transparency. I think from the top down, right? It helps a lot if you understand you know why your boss or why your manager is making certain decisions and where that is coming from, right? Because I've seen a lot of times where、uh, where your managers will walk in and say, "Oh, we're doing this tomorrow," right? Or the product is changing to this. And a lot of people are just left wondering why, right? Some people question this. We would just say, okay, whatever you said it, so I'm just gonna change the direction, right?、Mm-hmm. But it helps if the manager goes one step further and tell you, oh, we're doing this because、uh, we have VP meeting. VP said this, the business is in trouble because of this, and this is why it trickles down to you making a product shift, right? I think that helps people understand what is happening, and it does feel like they're involved with the decision making process, even though they had no way to change it. But at least I know why I'm doing this, right? I feel like that. At least that's a key point that I really want to bring to my company as well to make sure that people always know what's going on.、Right? Yeah. Even though the company is not doing well, even though you're not getting growth, even though you know for mail we're having some troubles getting adoption, but at least I want to let people know, you know, one,、um, your work is not for nothing, right?、Mm-hmm. And if I'm having difficulties, then this is why I'm having difficulties, right? And partially also, you never know, maybe the team member can help or they have good ideas,、yeah. right? So I don't want them to just say, "Hey, you're always executing A and B and C." That's right. I would love for you to have your input. You could have a different perspective on things. You know, we can't all be cooks in the kitchen, but I believe it helps for you to understand how food is made or what sort of ingredients we're working with, right? So I think to, for me,、uh, that would be one of the key points that I want to bring to the company for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely、uh, agree with you. I like when. I mean, even like my prof- my professor or my my team leader, like letting me know like the whole processing, like at least everybody on the st- same page all the time. Instead, like suddenly you bringing a news into the team, and they said, "What? How come I don't know?" Like previous story, you know. So that's the reason why、right. when I doing the meeting, I always like the the typical approach, like previously. <laughs> And then we're talking about like what happened like t- previously like we had this discussion and what's the result, you know it it it's happening sometimes like people cannot just show up for a meeting or they have some consequence, so helping them to recap it's not a big deal I guess and also I think it's a way to, uh, unite the whole group together to build up a strong、right. connection I really think like that. Right, so your work is not just a checklist of to dos constantly. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and also, that, so. <laughs> yeah, and also sometimes you never know. Like people really want to jump in different of like different uh division. You know, like I've been working with outreach for a long time, and I but my major is actually marketing, so I've been. Exposure, my idea, like oh, I want to work in marketing. I want to try because I've been learning that thing for four years. Like, but you never tried it out. You never know, like oh, if it's really gonna work from what I learned from the textbook, 
to the reality life. Like I want to know. So it it's good that um to letting your employee to know about from the start to the end. Especially, it is really important to letting everybody to stay on the same page. I definitely right. like that idea. Um. So yeah, as um as I browsing back to your LinkedIn profile, you wrote this quotation. I'm just gonna quote here: "Design the world right. into the better place." And, um. Could you just giving me more introduction or definition of what do you think? What is a better place? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the original of that quote is probably a long time ago, where everyone writes something on their LinkedIn. I was just thinking, well, what would I want to put? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it just came from something simple, where I'm like, well, I'm in design, so maybe I should, you know, obviously put something related to design in there, right?、Mm-hmm. And then I guess I just think about, hey, you know, why am I really designing things, right? Like I definitely. Appreciate pretty things or visually appealing things, but it's not my job to design a world into a prettier place, right? I think that's too superficial, right? But、mm-hmm. then I think just you know you can kind of go through different verbs, right? Is it like more efficient? Is it more helpful? Is it more kind? Like I, there's just, just so many different things that I could put in there. So I think eventually I just landed with a more in a broad term like better place, right? Because、mm-hmm. you know I believe hey design should always improve things. Right, design should not be there because we need a change, just because we need a change, or because I'm just getting paid, or because I just feel like doing some work, right?、Mm-hmm. So if design is not there to improve something, then I think it's a waste of time, right? So yeah, so that's、yeah. why I feel, hey, you know, any sort of improvement, any sort of、uh, empowering or bettering things, then that should be the goal of design, right? However small, however tiny increment that may be, but you should progressively. Progressively, I guess, be pushing the world or whatever you're designing or the product that you're working on to be a constantly better state. Right? There's always improvements that you can make. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, I love to see all different kind of design, and I definitely see some of design is like you see it is quite unique, but it's not that functional and not that helpful for like helping your life become easier. But it's more like you know, it is a design. That's it. It's、right. not like really making a big deal, but um, but yeah, I definitely agree with what you mean. Like helping things become to a good direction, to to the better place, as you mentioned.、Um, right, and actually, one more thing I want to touch on too is like, cause cause also I didn't want to say something like, oh, designing better products, right? Because I think products and you're locking yourself in into certain types of products, right? Yeah, I mean, essentially, anyone could be a designer, right? Every everyone has good ideas on how to improve things. So that's why I say, hey, you know, it's, it could be the world, right? Because you know, even if working at a company on the product, you could be thinking about improving the process or improving how you bring the team closer together, right? How do you、yeah. do team building? That's always designing the world to a better place, not necessarily just your job function or the product itself that you're working on. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Even nowadays, we're designing our own lifestyle. Living in the same house twenty four seven, and then trying to、right. <laughs> trying to <laughs> adjust yourself. Better, yeah, that's also things,、yeah. one of the design as well. Right. Um. So yeah, uh, I do curious about like when you mentioned about you were born and raised in Vancouver, and later on you moved back to Taiwan, uh, to work. Um. So what led you to move and work in Taiwan after you live in Canada for so long? I think just. A- Combination of a lot of things, right? Like one, you know, 
growing up in Vancouver, it's great. There's a lot of Asian food, Asian culture there.、Mm-hmm. But I guess like consensus with me and my friends are just like it's a little bit boring. Like it's very slow. It's very laid back.、Mm-hmm. After like sixteen years, you're just like, well, I want to, I want to change, right? And then、yeah. partially, I think because my parents have gone back to Taiwan, a lot of my friends also have moved back, right?、Mm-hmm. So、um, and then I think I family immigrated to Canada when I was eight. Right, so I just decided. Well, you know, it might be very different to you know live in Taiwan as an adult, right?、Mm-hmm. So I just decided to find job opportunities there when I visited there, and happened to get a job, go get an offer. So I just decided to say, hey, let's. I'm just gonna move back and see how it is. Yeah, because I feel like it's always easier to. Well, not always easier, but I feel like it's, it's definitely gonna be an option to move back to Canada or North America one day if I really need to.、Mm-hmm. But uh, but I feel like if I stay here for too long, then it's gonna be harder to make that big change back to Taiwan. Yeah, so I just had to to jump in first and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, and also I want to know that、um, when you move back to Taiwan, did you have any like culture shock or you know because you, previously maybe you didn't living there for a long time, but suddenly when、right. you're diving into the new culture, even though that's your you still born and raised in an Asian family. But、right. it's still different, so I wonder if there's any culture shock happen. I think for me, not too bad, cause um, cause you know, I went to Chinese school. I kept my Chinese. I can read. I can write.、Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't much problems at all, and I I was pretty up to date with like the, I guess the anime, the manga, whatnot, all the Asian stuff movies,、yeah. right?、Mm-hmm. So I didn't have as much of a culture shock, but there's definitely differences, right? Like when you go back to Taiwan, like for example, you know, the pedestrians no longer. The king of the road, right? Like you have to yield to cars. <laughs> yeah, cars yielding to you in North America, right? Yeah. And then you know, in Asia, for example, I noticed that you always pay first, right? So when you order meals in restaurants, most、mm-hmm. of the restaurants you pay right away.、Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, that's something、true. that was I didn't. It took me a while to adjust. Right, the first time I went, I was like, "Where's my food? Why am I paying before I get my food?" Right, but you know, it's just something very different where you get used to it. I remember going to the night markets in Taiwan,、mm-hmm. where I line up. I was waiting for my turn, and I realized I'll never get my turn because people just run up and shout what they want. Right, so the the owner just keeps making food, and if you wait, you never get your you're never gonna get your turn because <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah. So there are some differences. I、sure、feel you. I、that. definitely feel you. Um. So what happened to me is、uh, I didn't went back home for like two years,、um, a year and a half. I went back just for a short visiting for my family, and you know, my mom's mindset still thinking I'm somebody like been living there for so long, so still treating me like the same way, asking me cross the street. Without looking at the traffic light, without a pedestrian, and I was I was like literally stood up there and just like, oh, what am I gonna do? Like, there's car coming all over. Where should I cross? It's just so scary. And also when I just do the food ordering, it just like I've been waiting. Like, oh, this person coming behind me. I should like, I should be the first one putting my order. Why he's directly yelling out the order and everybody、right. just ignoring me? This is not fair. You know, I think that's definitely、uh, from a small things、uh, changing a lot,、um, but definitely, I mean, that's、um, the culture,、uh, typical like、uh, street food culture. That's what it is. Like, right? <laughs> that's you, you can、survive. see where the food passion from. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely very very interesting. Yeah.、Um, so, I do 
also want to know because I know you've been working quite a long time for the UX designer. Ah,、uh, could you share more about where you find your inspire、uh, inspiration for your work? I think um. I think for me personally, just a lot of variety of different things, right? I don't think I necessarily always look for inspirations. I think I mean it helps if you, of course, you know, are up to date with you know recent apps.、Uh, if you're on Pinterest, if you're reading all these design blogs, whatnot.、Mm-hmm. But for me, I think I personally am just curious in a lot of different things. So often, I think at least for me in my design, I'll draw inspirations from things that may be completely irrelevant, right? Like for、yeah. example.、Um, You know, maybe from architectural design, thinking about how could I bring that into design in terms of visual presentation or how things are structured, right?、Mm-hmm. Or I guess you know, how do I translate things that I experience in games in terms of you know function or flow into product design, right? I think just sort of the everyday life, just pay attention to things that's happening around you, or things you've heard, or stories you've heard. You know, you being shared from other people, and then when you need a designer, when you th- when you think of solutions, essentially, right? When you're problem solving, how do you bring some of that context or that knowledge into you know what you're working on and see if it's applicable that way? Yeah. So for me, it's really just a random draw of resources in terms of you know my just everyday life. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But I think there's definitely a time. I'm less more so now, but there's definitely a time where. You know, every week or every now and then, I'll hit up the app store、mm-hmm. and I'll just browse through the top apps, right? Just use them, even if I don't install all of them, to kind of see what new apps are coming out and think about why, right? Why are people suddenly creating a lot of meditation apps, right?、Mm-hmm. What are the top apps doing, right? Is there a shift in you know paradigm? Is there a shift in pattern? And just you know, think about these things where um where things are constantly changing. I guess, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Ah,、uh, I mean, you've been to this field for. Quite long. Ah,、uh, do you have any advice for someone who is interesting in pursuing the UX or UI design? It's always a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think.、Um, I mean, if you're interested, great. I do feel like you know everyone could be a designer in some form or the other, but it's definitely also something you need to try to find out. Right? If you don't try it. It's gonna be hard. I've had friends who, you know, are looking for a new job. They want to try UX design. They tried it and realized it's not for them、mm-hmm. because maybe the process is too long, or it's too complicated, or they realize there's too many talking involved, right? Or they realize, <laughs> oh, there's actually technical limitations. You don't get to be creative, and that's it, right? There's actually different things that go into it. So I would say, I mean, if you're interested, I'm definitely give it a try. But、uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like things that may help, right? I think things that would help in the beginning, at least, is to really talk to a lot of people, right? Talk to designers, even to have a conversation, ask them about their problems that they've had, right?、Mm-hmm. Or the most frustrating things that they've encountered, right? Instead of asking them, oh, the best design you came up with, or the best part that you work on, because I mean that's all positives, that's all glamorous, right? But I would say, hey, talk to some designers, ask them about the problems that they've been facing or the difficult things they've had to deal with at work. And see if that's something that's for you, if it's something that you're interested in dealing with, right? Because essentially, being a designer, I think it really means you're just problem solving, right? This this is very different from being an artist, where you're meant to express yourself, <laughs> right?、Yeah. To convey a message. I think designer, at least in the tech sense, is more like you're really problem solving. It's not. It's less of a form of、um, creative expression, but more of a really just a problem solver. That's it. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. I、uh, I get this is my last question. I I know I. Had a, too many questions today. <laughs> no problem.、Yeah. Um, so, what do you think the most important quality、um, to be a good designer? Yeah, and I think very, maybe very similar to what I talked about in the last question. Um, 
you know, uh, be patient, um, be a good problem solver, right? Don't be afraid to to try new things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a key quality would be uh, be really understanding, right? When people say no or when people reject your designs, really understand why, right? Mm-hmm. Or even you know when you're talking about a problem or a user having issues, um, understand why, right? Because it's very easy to say, oh, they don't get my design, they're retarded, like they're not smart, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> but you know the, the truth is you are designed for these users. You need to make them happy, right? It doesn't matter what their background is or what culture is. Mm-hmm. If they can't figure out your design, then something is wrong with your design, not with them, right? Yeah. So to really be understanding, learn the whys and, you know, why are things working out this way or why are things working out unexpectedly, right? I think if you have an open heart, if you could be accepting of these different, I guess, rejections or feedbacks on your designs, then I think you do have a quality to, uh, to be a good designer, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I understand to be a designer doesn't matter for what field. Uh, there's always different kind of critique, sounds, uh, voice to the designer. And sometimes when people add um, some of the specific height, they kind of feel like, oh, I'm quite famous now. I don't really accept the negative critique. Um, right. Yeah, so, so sometimes I, I do believe... Um, doesn't matter what height are you and what like uh, attitude uh, you have, but still like listen. All the kind of voice is important. It's that's how we grown. That's how we grown to the better direction. Right. Yeah. I will add one last thing. I think the one important thing is um, it doesn't like you said. It doesn't matter how good you are or how famous you are. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, really, it comes down to one thing, right? Like, can you build trust with people, right? Because if you don't build trust no one's going to trust your designs, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, design is very subjective. A lot of people will have different experiences. They'll tell you, oh, you designed it this way. This will be better, right? Yeah. Because they have different experience because they've seen different things come out. But, um, but you know, that's something I've learned, I think, throughout my career after changing so many jobs, right? It doesn't matter how good or how senior you think you are. The moment you go to a new team, mm-hmm. your trust starts from zero and you have to build it up before people start trusting your designs and stop questioning it, right? Until you yeah. have the trust, it doesn't matter what you think people will always ask you why, why, or how did you come up with that design, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I do think that's one thing that every designer should think about, like, how do you build trust? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much to spend this, like, almost half hour with me to talk about all those questions. I really learned a lot, and also I really appreciate that you would like to be the guest for our podcast for today. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's great talking to you. Yeah, Thank definitely. You. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like it, please share with other people. Bye.